to Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I am your host, Smiling Sonia, and I share ideas, tools, and strategies I've learned living with and recovering from recurrent viral meningitis. I've undergone mindset shifts that have helped me move from just living to striving with a chronic illness. I know what it's like to worry about taking extended sick leave or losing a job through chronic illness. I share how you can become financially stable with the peace of mind that you have enough money saved to prepare for those emergencies and cover future financial goals. Good morning, smiling Sonia here. It's Saturday the 5th of December 2020. <laughs> I'm negotiating some very muddy spots at the moment on my walk. It's been a bit windy, so I'm not sure how this recording is going to sound. And although I don't usually review, edit my audios once I record them, I think I will, just to check to see the quality. Now, if it's too windy, I'm able to use a, a, a piece of software to remove the wind. So one of the things I do have to make sure is that I pause. <laughs> so I've paused there so that when I come to, if I need to edit, I've got a piece that's clear from my voice that I can tell the software I don't want that noise in the background and I can take it out. How clever is that? <laughs> so let's see how we go. This morning I want to talk about being in your 50s and saving. Uh, you could call it retirement planning, uh, something like that. But I, this morning I thought about the age that I am, which is 57, can you believe? Soon to be 58, even more unbelievable. And looking at where I am now with regards to my saving. And maybe this is more message to my children <laughs> who span a couple of generations really, my daughter who's 38 and my son who's 21. And had I made different decisions about money at those two ages, what might be different now? I just thought of that, actually. <laughs> when I was thinking about the subject this morning, I didn't have that in mind. So, okay. So that's kind of set the scene, hasn't it, really? Um, I'm feeling particularly positive this morning. I <laughs> uh, had a lovely conversation this morning with someone, and I am in a very, very good mood. I'm, I'm usually in a, a good, optimistic, positive mood anyway. But I'm in a particularly positive mood today. 
I, I even went into my Facebook group of, of the same name, Thriving with a Chronic Illness. I haven't been as consistent as I would like in that group. I want that to change. I, I want to go into that group on a daily basis. And I do want to create a community there. And so I need to show up, don't I? And even if, even when I'm maybe not have the energy, I think I, I have, I could put something in there, whether a, a quick message, type of quick message in. I could do a, a live video. I think sometimes I overthink things and, I, and I, I feel that I need to do something quite complex. And actually, sometimes just an, a, a, a hello <laughs> is enough, isn't it? Just hello, I know you're there thinking of you. So I'm going to work on that. So I did do a, a quick live video in my Facebook group. And then I did a live video on my Facebook profile. I haven't done that for a while. <laughs> so that was interesting. That, yeah, yeah, reflective of how I'm feeling today, which is very grateful, extremely grateful for the life I have, for the person I am at the moment, uh, where I am, how I'm living. Uh, very grateful for friends, family, acquaintances that I have in my life right now. And there are some very, very good people around me. And I, I really appreciate them. So I just wanted to say that. Okay. Uh, shall we move on? 50s, being in your 50s and, and saving. Yesterday I was talking about sacrifices that, that possibly, you know, sometimes when we think about saving money, it's, you know, we think, oh, we've got to sacrifice something. Now, being in my 50s, one th well, being 57, being 57, with my 58th birthday coming up very soon <laughs> in January, Retirement age in my in my organisation, 67. So when I hit 58, it will be nine years to when I can retire. You know, retirement age anyway. Obviously, I can retire earlier than that, and I think I could work on beyond that. Whilst it was 10 and more. <laughs> It seems oh, that's still a distance. I mean, short, but still. But once it goes under 10, you know, oh gosh, this is not too far away. I am fortunate to have been paying into a pension plan for the last 20 plus years whilst I've been with this organisation. And, and so I have that. I also have a very small private pension as well. But it's not really until I hit my 50s, and to be exact, 55, that I 
started to think more seriously about my night swindling. So I'm going to stop here and then I'll maybe turn to this recording when the wind drops a bit. Okay, so I just had to walk across an open area and it was particularly windy there. So I'm back uh, amongst the trees in the other wooded parts of the woods. <laughs> I can feel the, the wind again, but let's see how we go. Uh, yes, so it wasn't until 55 that I really took stock and started to think about what my life might look like once I retire. And not just about what I might be wanting to do, experience, but will I, will I be able to fund that you know, type of lifestyle? And will I have sufficient money to cover that? And it, obviously it was partly because my long-term relationship had come to an end. So I was expecting to go into retirement as a part of a couple, and now I was going to be a single person. So that's what my thoughts were then, not, not knowing whether I'll ever be in, a, in another relationship, etc. But at that time, I'm a single person and looking at the prospect. And realising that because I hadn't really thought about it, yes, I was paying into a pension, but I hadn't really thought beyond that. And okay, what... In, in today's terms, what would that look like? What, what would I have to pay for? And then I was looking at whether or not I'd be able to afford to buy somewhere. And if I did buy somewhere, then the likelihood is that I'd have a, a mortgage beyond my retirement age. Or if I'm renting, then I'll be having to pay rent uh, during retirement. And so that's when I started to look at my finances and, start, and did an exercise, really. You know, what do I want to be doing? Do I want to be traveling? <laughs> Hobbies, etc. And thinking about, well, what, what do I have in my life now that I'm paying for, that I won't need to pay for when I'm in my, my retirement uh, age, I retire, when I retire. So that, that was a very interesting exercise. I did a lot of research online, uh, read retirement planning stuff, actually came up with my own little retirement plan ebook document type thing. So I might try and signpost it here in, in, the, in the description because I, I just did what I did. I, I just wrote it down and created this little plan, really. So I started by saying, really, this may be more for my daughter and my son. And what if I had started 
thinking seriously about what I would like my life to look like during retirement and started saving for it, say at the age of 21, or even if I started thinking about it seriously at the age of 38. And I think <laughs> I'm like a broken record, <laughs> methinks. Definitely a broken record. And the broken record is, if I were 21 again and about to start my first job, okay, if I've, I've been to university, say, and I've got a job, and I know that these days jobs are not necessarily a job for life, but I have a job. The very first thing I would do is set up savings accounts. The very first one I'd set up is an emergency fund. So I would work out how much my, okay, I'd have my, my, my income, my monthly salary, and I'd look at my expenses I look at my basic expenses, <laughs> so all the, the extra stuff, all the want stuff to one side, but you know, what do I, what's my basic things I need to pay for, whether it's rent, we have a mortgage at that age, most people anyway, but you know, basic things. And then I would calculate six months, okay, likely to be a single person, possibly, as my son is, I'd calculate six months. And I would get that money built up in a separate account as soon as possible. Now, if that was my son, he's living at home. He's not got many expenses, really. He's not paying rent or anything like that. Uh, but he does pay for his food. So for him, I guess... Uh, he would look at his maybe travelling, food, etc. But I would probably suggest that imagine you were paying rent. <laughs> imagine you were paying rent and stick that in. Make that part of... So you get used to doing that early on. And so that's what I would do. I would, I would get that set up and probably the first uh, wage, first amount in your account it'll be like wow there's lots of money here I want to go and spend it no don't go and spend it yet <laughs> get your emergency fund set up I mean, do spend can spend a bit of it of course but that's what I would def that was definitely what I would do I would get my emergency fund fund it as soon as possible and just literally forget about it six months and forget about it I would then look at my expenses and I would look at what are some of the things that I know that I need to pay out for. Uh, that maybe comes up to Yeah, so for example, he's got uh, Prime Video. <laughs> okay, Amazon Prime. So, and that's a, a yearly fee. So I would have a little sinking fund <laughs> okay, for that. I know that he, he does gaming. So there may be some subscriptions related to gaming. So I have a little sinking fund for that. Now, 
I would probably also uh, do something like the six bucket system that I talk about. And that is to maybe, to maybe have a play fund, have an education fund. And uh, because I've got long term savings fund there as well, I've got a giving fund as well. So I've got these little pots that I have. And that might be a good one, good system to have when you're starting out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, presents. So have a sinking fund for presents, birthday, um, Christmas presents, etc. Uh, if he's wanting to travel, to have a traveling fund. So that's definitely what I would be saying to my son. And, you know, being at the age of 57, I can look back and say, yes, if I had my time over again, when it comes to my finances, my first job, that's what I would do. Now, what if I'm at where my, my daughter is now and she's 38 and she's got a family, uh, she's got three children, she's working full time, tired. <laughs> Okay, she's actually also looking at uh, extend, you know, looking at her career, wanting to find a higher position. So what would I say to her? Aha, uh, broken record coming back. <laughs> now, if at 38, she's not got an emergency fund yet, and I have talk, spoken, spoken, spoken to my daughter about an emergency fund. At 38, I would say the first thing you've got to do, if you have not got an emergency fund, is you set up an emergency fund, okay? Now, if you're in a, a relationship, you may wish that to be just three months, three months each. Now, one of the things that I would say, now this is me looking back, also at my life, is that as, as much as we don't want this to happen, uh, relationships, they can break down. OK, and then people do split up, whether they're not married and they're separated or they're married and they're divorced. And one of the things that I know when I've spoken to some people who are in a relationship and the relationship is not working, but there's this fear of leaving the relationship because of money. I don't have any savings. I don't have any money to to maybe go and rent somewhere else, etc. So what I would definitely say is the emergency fund is so important. So because it, that would be an emergency. <laughs> you know, if a relationship became irretrievably broken down, don't even know if that's the right word, but anyway, broke down irretrievably. <laughs> I don't know, I'm not an expert. So that and maybe you had to leave quickly and there are people that find themselves in that situation they have to leave a relationship quickly now if you have an emergency fund you can do something yeah. so if you've got three months and i would always say six months if you can i think six months then in the immediate situation you can get away okay I think the other thing as well, thinking about my daughter, and she's wanting to look at uh, a, a job with you know higher prospects, a higher position, more money. 
and maybe unhappy in the role that she's in at the moment, but feeling that uh, feeling a bit stuck. <laughs> okay, and also sometimes, especially with the stresses of a family, sometimes you can get to a point where it's really, really hard, and you do need a break. And maybe you want to break between the current role and the next one. And again, a, you know, a, an emergency fund is there. But if you you know you get to a point where you you cannot, maybe you're becoming ill, and you just feel that you've got you know the stress of the job is so much and it's affecting you that an emergency fund of three to six months could just be the the buffer that you need to just stop have a couple of months out before finding another job. So there's <laughs> my, 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 my answer to everything, <laughs> of course, is an emergency fund in the first instance. So that doesn't matter whether you're 21 or 38. And at 57, <laughs> look, when I found myself out of a relationship and worried about money, the first thing I did, after I did a bit of research, of course, was to fund my emergency fund, fund and emergency fund. Yeah, it was to start saving and build up an emergency fund. I focused on just making getting one month, and that was a thousand pounds. And once I did that, did that very fast. I then focused on building that to three months, and then focused on building that to six months and I'm currently working on having a 12 month fully funded emergency fund okay and that's alongside my sinking funds to cover other predictable expenses so so now I'm not you know what I'm going to do I'm not even going to say at 21 you do this at 38 you do this and at 57, you do this. Because it's the same. <laughs> it's the same thing. Now, the difference is, of course, if you start this at 21, by the time you get to 57, you are going to be in a, such a good position. <laughs> I can't imagine. If I had started this when I was 21, and that's consistent... And then I did them the other steps I'm going to be talking about. <laughs> Honestly, I just, it would be, I mean, I'm happy <laughs> because I started three years ago, or two, yeah, two, more or less two and a half, something years ago. So I'm still a lot further on than if I hadn't done anything. Could you imagine if I hadn't done anything? So, emergency fund sinking funds a must and you know at 38 you can even have a sinking fund for in case in case I need to get out <laughs> quickly so so you, it doesn't come out of your emergency fund it can be your you may not call it that on on paper but in your head this, this is my I need to get away quick fund so Having, having done that, you know, just focus and, and, you, 
and when you're building an emergency fund, you're getting into the, the savings habit anyway, because you're putting money away. And once you've got it fully funded, you just keep saving, keep saving. Uh, so that you're in a position to do things a bit like, I need a laptop <laughs> at the moment. And so I, I put money aside, uh, decided how much I wanted to spend on the laptop. And I decided I want to spend a little bit more on a laptop to get the kind of laptop that I really want. And that's fine. It's up to me, isn't it? So, there's a lot of so's, I think, today. I'm talking about filler words. So, so seems to be my word today. <laughs> anyway, I think anyway is another word that I use a lot. Ooh, ooh, Sonia. I've stopped now because I'm having to think and I'm trying not to say. <laughs> so, anyway, and, <laughs> oh, excuse me, I'm having a little bit of fun with myself today and it's particularly muddy here, so I'm concentrating on where I'm putting my feet at the moment. Budgeting. And no, budgeting isn't very sexy, but budgeting means that you are the boss of your money and your money is not the boss of you. Over the years, I've allowed money to be my boss. Money, the, the, the job that you want to give money, ultimately, ultimately you want your money to be working for you. Yeah? <laughs> you want your money to work for you. So I've got a long game. My long game, even at the grand mature, <laughs> I was going to say old, the grand mature age of 57, is to be at a point where I could start investing. So can you imagine if I'd started all this when I was 21? I could have started investing at a very young age because, and this is what I've learned, I am not an expert, I'm not a financial expert, but anyway, it means I'm just sharing what I've learned and you need to go and check it out for yourself. Investing, you want to be investing money that you can afford to lose. If I learned anything about investing, so you have your savings, you don't want to go out investing your life savings. That's not how it works. You save your emergency fund, you have your sinking funds, you have your savings. And I have, I do have an account that I've called long-term savings LTS. And that is for investing, uh -huh, investing, whether that would be property, whether that would be stocks and shares, whether that would be any other kind of assets. I have. I have a little fund called LTS to do that. So I'm not using other money that I'm saving for other things. So it's got to be money that you can afford to lose. And that's my long game. And, uh, and I don't think it's too late. It certainly is not too late. Yes, budgeting. Uh, so it's, it's, I think it's a skill. I think it took me a long, long time to learn it because I didn't have the right mindset. 
I was thinking about budgeting as restrictive, having to make sacrifices. And it took me until the age of 55 to understand that budgeting would be the key to my freedom. And I'm going to say that again. Budgeting has been the key to my freedom. Being able to tell my money where I want it to go, what I want it to do, has created freedom in my life to do a lot of the things that I was not able to do before. Uh, it's been, it's been life-changing. I can say that having a budget has been life-changing. Having learned how to do it, having taken particular steps, and I didn't jump in and just try and do, do it blind. I went through a process. I, first of all, tracked my spending. So I needed to know what I was spending my money on. And then I needed to identify what I needed to spend my money on and what things were just wants and eliminate as much as I could. It doesn't mean you take away everything. Again, it's not sacrificing everything. And, and implementing that budget. And I think one of the key things to a budget is when you start using a budget, it's, it's, you're not, it's, it's a practice. Everything in life, in life is a practice, isn't it? It's a practice. Morning. It's a practice. So you, you create your budget and you implement it that first month. And you monitor it. As, as you go along, you track what's going on. And you might need to tweak it. Because the next month, there may be some different things happening and you have to change the figures. You may need to change the numbers. And I think what happens is, definitely I think from my past experience, is that I thought, well, you create this budget and then that's it. You can set it and forget it, but you can't. No, you can't. Because life isn't like that. Life isn't just... Uh, going in one direction something happens something's going to happen the next month where you're going to have to find some money for x or y or z and then you have to tweak the budget and you might need to move something from one um budget heading to another <laughs> yeah and the mistake i used to make years ago is if i had extra spending i wouldn't then kind of change move the numbers around i just spent the extra money but of course i didn't have it was it wasn't in my budget. So, yes. It's, for me, it's been quite fun. It has been quite fun. Oh, I've got to a point now. Two tracks, one very muddy and one that's quite dry, but it's narrow and it's nearer the road. I'd rather be not so near the road. And I've got these Fandabi Dozy boots on, which keep my feet dry. How lovely is that? I walked across the grass, which was very wet and soggy, and um, my, my feet were nice and dry. And yes, I can walk through this mud. I'm walking through this mud. And it's oh, And past these twigs and spiky bits and being spiked. But that's, that's the whole fun, isn't it? That's the whole fun. Okay, right. I've been speaking for 30 minutes, and I hopefully 
you've got the gist. That's really, that's what I'm doing. I'm sharing my thoughts, sharing with you what I've done, sharing with you what's working for me, and what I've shared with you is working for me. Today, talking about saving in your 50s and what triggered my saving when I hit 55 and using the opportunity to look back at a couple of points in my life based on where my own children are at the moment, 21 and 38, and thinking about doing what I did a few years ago back then and what my situation might be like now. I can't give you the numbers, but I think it's, it's obvious. It's obvious that uh, financially I would be in a much better position. But I'm happy with where I am right now because I'm happy that when I, when I woke up, when I finally woke up, I took some action and I am where I am now. I don't know what your situation is. We can only start from where we are and make the progress we can with what we have. And maybe that's all we can do. But it's something. Something. So it may take you a bit further than you are if you didn't take any action at all. So I'm going to sign out today. Put my glove on. It's getting a little bit chilly. My battery's going low. And yes, you, you have a great day. And I will speak to you soon. Bye for now. Hey, Smiling Sonia here, your host at Thriving with a Chronic Illness. Now be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss out on the next episode. Now if you liked what you heard today, be sure to visit my website, smilingsonia.com to learn more about how I can help you build an emergency fund.